Grace to you in peace and welcome. You're listening to Second on the Mount, a podcast of sermons from Second Presbyterian Church in beautiful Roanoke, Virginia. My name is Ben Brannan, Associate Pastor for Youth and Young Adults. And each week it is our hope that from the pulpit, God will twist and mold our words to land upon the listener's ears in a meaningful way that will inspire faith, encourage hope, and cultivate love in action. Thanks for tuning in. We're so glad you're here with us. Please subscribe and share, and I pray that through our words, you may grow closer to God. So let us pray. Holy God, as your word is read and proclaimed, May the frequency of your spirit ring deep into our hearts so that our hearts may echo the song of your love, mercy, and peace. Amen. Today's text comes from Acts 17, and it occurs in Athens. So Paul has been brought here from Berea, fleeing from place to place to escape violent opposition. Now, In Athens, Paul has been debating and preaching and arguing in the synagogue and the marketplace. The Athenians, being a curious bunch that they are, took Paul to the Areopagus, a a place down the hill from the Acropolis, a place meant for deep conversation because they wanted to learn more about the strange teaching he was preaching and to let their leading counsel hear that as well. So listen to Paul's argument, and listen for God's word in Acts 17, verses 22 through 31. Then Paul stood in front of the Areopagus and said, Athenians, I see how extremely spiritual you are in every way. For as I went through the city and looked carefully at the objects of your worship, I found among them an altar with the inscription, to an unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it. He who is Lord of heaven and earth does not live in shrines made by human hands, nor is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mortals life and breath and all things. From one ancestor, he made all peoples to inhabit the whole earth, and he allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of the places where they would live, so that they would search for God and perhaps fumble about for him and find him, though indeed he is not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. As even some of your own poets have said, for we too are his offspring. Since we are God's offspring, we ought not to think that the deity is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of mortals. While God has overlooked the times of human ignorance, now he commands all people everywhere to repent. Because he has fixed a day on which he will have the world judged in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. 
The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The gospel, really the whole of scripture, is heard differently in every context it is shared. That is because the gospel is, as Matt Skinner puts it, always enfleshed in some way, linguistically, culturally, personally. How would we understand it or recognize it as good news for us if it weren't? This is an inescapable reality. The gospel is wrapped in culture and context. Now, I'm not saying that the gospel is warped by culture and context, but rather that it's enfleshed so that people can hear and understand it. And that is exactly what Paul is preaching, what Paul preaches in his text, an enfleshed gospel. In his Areopagus speech, Paul elicits the help from Greek poets and formulates his preaching using cultural cues to ensure that his message is heard. Many scholars wonder why Luke, the author of the gospel and who also authored Acts as a second edition, why Luke even included this story. There's no explicit mention of Jesus by name. And this story runs the risk of blending the gospel with Athenian religion. But Paul, knowing his audience, had to be intentional in how he preached this new teaching. So today, I will try this as well. With us confirming two young men and celebrating the senior class of 2023, I find it fitting to read the passage again, specifically for their ears. I will be reading from the Gen Z translation. <laughs> so, the Apostle Paul was bouncing from town to town, dodging hands because he was throwing shade on idolatry. He landed in Athens and a real bougie place of sophistication. You know, idolatry was there too, so he clapped back and picked up some dubs in his debates. But thirsty for more knowledge, they took Paul to the CEOs of learning. Paul preaches again. Listen to him cook. Yo fam, listen up. Y'all on it up here in Athens. I mean, you got it going on. Your worship is lit. Your hunger for knowledge is raw. And your food is bussin'. But for real, all your idols are mad cringe. I saw something super sus. One of your altars said, to an unknown God. And I'm here to tell you, God is known. No cap. The God who made everything, like the whole universe, the God I know, is the goat. Your own poet spilled the tea on this and you sip it. So fam, we vibing, we finna touch grass. Look around, God is here. God is everywhere. God will never ghost you, even if you ghost God at times. And as the goat with the sauce, we need to pay attention and hit that 180 on our lifestyle because there will be a time when we are judged by the one in the fam that was raised from the dead on God. Did you follow me? Bruh. Well, if you didn't catch some of those words, ask the seniors or some of the confirmands. Or Nathan, yes, ask Nathan. He was over here slapping his forehead. 
Well, the idea that the gospel is in flesh doesn't speak to gospel relevance. For the good news of the gospel and the whole of Scripture is always relevant in all time and place. But it speaks to gospel resonance. See, relevance is about content, but resonance is about reaction. The words of Scripture, the words of the prophets, the words of Jesus and Paul still have relevance today. Resonance is an experience with those words. Resonance comes from the Latin word which means echo. So resonance is harmony. Much like when a tuning fork is struck, sound waves go out and thrash about, bouncing off molecules and matter. And if an identical tuning fork is nearby, it will begin to resonate in that same frequency. It is a hum of harmony. So gospel resonance then is how it hits you. It's how it touches the deep longing and yearning for truth and identity in this world. So to use another Gen Z word, it is literally about vibing. It is the vibe in and of itself. It is the vibe. Just as it was in Athens, we live in a world that bombards us with different ideas and beliefs, various shrines that become idols of worship. But this only leaves us searching for truth. This longing for truth is a good thing, however, just as Paul tells the Athenians, God created all people so that they may seek after God, fumble about to find God. This seeking is the first step in finding truth. And so seniors, as you begin the next chapter of your lives, as you seek out fulfillment and identity, you will encounter many idols, many beliefs, and many perspectives on life and faith. And confirmands, you will make a promise today that you will continue to seek after God. Perhaps you may even feel like you are seeking after an unknown God at times. I know I feel that way sometimes. But as much as God may feel unknown, not only to the confirmands or seniors, but to us as well, God has revealed God's self to us. Paul acknowledged the Athenians' recognition of the divine in, in the created order, and we too can see God's fingerprints all around us. At the end of the confirmation year, each confirmand presents a creative faith project to the session during their examination. The Creative Faith Project allows our students to the opportunity to show how the gospel, how God resonates with them in their lives. Some talk about sports, some talk about family or do a fun project, but others express connection through nature. Some of them said these things. I see God in sunsets as a reminder of God's everlasting promise of life. I feel God when I'm outside running because with each breath I take, I am being filled with God's spirit, which gives me the ability to move. I feel closer to God at the beach because as the waves constantly crash on the shore, I know God's constant love for me.
And the psalmist claims that the heavens declare the glory of God. The sky proclaims God's handiwork. This is natural revelation. God being God in nature. God's revealed self in and through creation, which is accessible to and understood by all people, no matter the translation of their Bible. Such revelation points to what is beyond creation, to seek after what is beyond creation, the Creator. You see, God is not an unknown God. God is all around us, revealing God's self to us through creation from the beginning of time to now. But if we stop there, then we only perceive a general idea of who God is. We may even only perceive God as we perceive creation, ordered, rhythmic, predictable. But God revealed God's self to us and confronted all order and logic we thought we could depend on. And this is the move Paul makes to set his proclamation apart, to set the gospel he preaches apart, to the God he knows to set that God apart from all gods in Athens. God has appointed a day in which judgment comes through a man God has raised from the dead. Paul presents the gospel as the answer to Athenian spiritual yearnings, and Paul shows how God is revealed through natural signs. All the while, he challenges their worldview with the scandalous notion of the resurrection. Greek philosophy viewed the body as inherently inferior, so resurrection was a shocking new idea. Yet resurrection, Paul says, resurrection is the assurance, a sure and certain hope in the face of despair. Beloved, confirmands, seniors, in the Apostles' Creed we will proclaim We believe in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting and embrace the scandalous idea of eternal life, the scandalous idea, the crazy notion that grace is more powerful than guilt and that love once and for all has conquered death. And let us not be afraid to question, to explore to challenge and be challenged and to seek after God, to fumble about for him, the creator God who is revealed in creation, a God who invites us into relationship, who wants us to seek after what our hearts long for. And remember, God is never far from each one of us. That is the source of hope that can and will carry us through the darkness we may face so that we may then walk in the light of truth, love, and grace. Amen. Second Presbyterian, finding direction by following Jesus.